Okay, welcome back to Bounce of the Ball. It's been a while, but we are back for episode 31. So as the usual custom, we go through players who have worn the number 31. Do you want to get us started, bro? Sure, man. Um, Jared Allen. Jared Allen, hey. He had some good form this year. Very good form, man. He um, was worthy of his all-star selection. Okay. He's been for a couple of years, hasn't he? I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't believe I can't believe the Nets trade him. Another time for another story. Okay. Curly Armstrong. I'll just pick this one because it's random as yeah, he's from the Port Wayne Pistons in 1949. Never heard the name ever. But hey, there you go. Um, come across it Mr. doing research. I love it. Curly Armstrong. <laughs> I'll go for uh, Mr. Nick Van Axel. Ooh, nice. Okay, I'm gonna go for Jason Scary Terry. Oh, if you go for him, I'll go for Kenny the Jet Smith. Oh, celebrity status there. I'm going to go for Joe Johnson. Okay, well, I'm running out of names. So um, last one I could ever think of was uh, Mr. Seth Curry. Okay, there you go. And I have the one, the only, Reggie Miller. (laughs) Okay, so... On with the show. Okay, so if you're listening to us on Spotify or Podbean, remember to give us a good review and share it, us on the social with your friends. Um, also, if you're watching us on YouTube, remember to like our videos and subscribe to our channel and click the bell for notifications. Okay, on with the show. So what are we going to have a look at today, bro? Oh, man, where do you want to start? I guess I um, need to have a quick uh, chat about the... Uh... Playoffs, I suppose that'd be a good place to start, wouldn't it? It would be. It's been bittersweet for me, bittersweet. But yeah, I've enjoyed the games so far. There's been some really good action on, um, some blowouts. There were some blowouts today, but um, yeah, overall, I've quite enjoyed the action. Yeah, it's been pretty good. It's been pretty good. Not uh, at least there weren't very many brooms bought out this uh, time round, eh? No, just the one, just the one big one. But, yeah, I'm sure we'll get to that. Uh, what else are we going to talk about? Um, probably Sean Morant. Yeah, I think so. He's going to get a lot of attention, I think, in this podcast. I've uh, got to um, swallow uh, eat some humble pie, I suppose, in that one, don't I? Bruh. <laughs> Dude, he's something special. I've got to say that indeed. Yeah, and as I said, I've got a lot of humble pie to eat there. Yeah, so that dunk the other day was so vicious and so stylish. And his toned down celebration where he just stood there and looked cold at the crowd. It was perfect. It was delicious. Just, yeah. Outrageous. Okay. Um, I don't know if you want to deal with this, but we are going to have a small little chat. Since we've been gone, some shit's gone down. We have bid Bon Voyage to Cancun, to the Lakers and several other teams. And... There was an incident where um, I've shared with you on the socials um, where Frank Vogel found out in the pregame press conference that he was sacked through a reporter. He was actually told, so after the game, you're going to be told that you've been sacked. So, yeah, I'm sure we're going to have to deal with that at some point throughout the podcast. We'll leave it towards the end. That was probably the worst kept secret, though. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, but it was horrific the way it was dealt with. There has to be something said about that. Yeah. It's a lack of class all around, really. Oh, it was disgusting. Okay. And we have been away. Uh, there has been two rounds of rugby league going. We're actually in the middle of the third round, but we'll break that down early next week. Um, yeah. Things have turned upside down, you could say. Uh, the West Tigers have really shown out in the last couple of weeks, which has really made me smile. Um, yeah. <laughs> We're not going to lag on every game and do a breakdown of every game. But we're just going to go over all the exciting stuff that's happened over the last fortnight and just, um, yeah, look at all the tasty bits. All right, let's get into it. Okay, bro. Let's get amongst it. So, yeah, we may as well get to the Bucks and the Bulls. So, game one, Bucks um, actually were a bit shocked by the defensive strategy that the Bulls employed. They came to really play. And in the end, it just turn into a shooting contest and that's what it was throughout the entire series to be honest and the bucks are just they don't miss their open shots and we miss so goddamn many open shots the pain of it it's still like 
the sound of a basketball bricking off the back of the iron dunk 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 haunts me in my sleep okay yeah they they did enough to be in it they did enough ball movement to get open looks but they couldn't execute their open looks and it was just disheartening Pardon? Reckon that's a fatigue. Do you reckon that's a like a fatigue thing? Uh, I don't know. A big moment thing. They've never played in the f- playoffs before. The Bucks were ice cold. Grace Nolan scored twenty-two in one game and twenty-seven in another. He caught on five from the three-point line. So I think in the game he scored twenty-seven. He was six from seven behind the line. So, cheese, cheese. Yeah. It was pretty brutal, dude. But um. Game one was game. like nineties basketball, dude. It was, was epic, hey. So I, I like it. Yeah. And then um Budenholzer didn't adjust late in the fourth quarter after Middleton went down. And um the Bulls were able to capitalize in game two. But they made adjustments between games and yeah, they used Grace and Allen basic Grace and Allen killed us, man, in game three and four. Here was the difference, to be honest. Um He's not normally putting up, you know, them kind of figures. And we kind of like used our hatred to disrespect him. I don't know, just left, made him the one who was open, just like make him win the game. And he did. <laughs> so, as I said, though, man, you have to pick your poison at some point in time. Yeah. And obviously, based on the way you guys played, that's what the scouts and the stats were saying. Yeah, and I hope Budenholzer gets his ass kicked in the next series. I know it's against the Celtics, and we all know how you feel about the Celtics. But he could have paid Giannis for like two more minutes in that game, bro, and my multi would have paid off. So I'm pretty pissed off about that. But anyhow, we'll move on. The Warriors and the Nuggets series. Um, The Warriors, they went off in the first three games. And the fact that they've got... um, one moment. The fact that they've got Jordan Poole added to that team, it just doesn't seem fair, man. It does not seem fair at all. Did I show you the... Um, did I tag in the pics of Jordan Poole? That man is thirsty, man. With one of the reporters or something like that. I'll have to find it. Man, the thirst is real. <laughs> real. Yeah, they've just been uh, absolutely insane to watch. Um and Steph was coming off the bench throughout the first four games, I believe. I saw that. Did you see what um, Gilbert Arenas was saying? No. That there's absolutely no way he would have come off the bench during his career if he was Steph Curry. Like, he says, no, you don't do it. But yeah, but he's recovering from an injury. He was just kind of managing his body and still giving the team... Because they're going to need everyone to run to, to be able to fire. You know what I mean? So they were using the nuggets as a freaking to sharpen the sword, yeah? To make sure that everyone was in rhythm as they moved forward. The stupid thing about that statement, though, is if you still play your minutes, it doesn't matter if you come off the bench or start. Yeah. Like, he still got his minutes in. And to be honest, the Warriors and the Grizzlies is a very very interesting matchup the grizzlies still have to get through i understand that and that series has been insane dude um the fact that that was even a series in the first place is insane but yeah i can't believe what the timberwolves have brought to the playoffs they've been um one of the more interesting stories the pelicans were were as well um they did get eliminated today by the suns Um, the the inevitable happened there pardon i think they did extremely well oh 36 win win team that defeated the team with the best record in the league twice in a playoff series. Yeah, I think they did extremely well too. Um, Yeah, that's... It's insane, eh? It's an astronomical feat, dude. I I had so much interest in them games because I was just in awe of the way that team was being able to operate. They started the season 12... Um, sorry, one and twelve. You know that one and twelve, and they ended up pushing the pellet, pushing the Suns to six. 
So ended up with a better record than the Lakers. Just put just just say it. You know you want to say it. I I wasn't actually going to say it, but I'm glad that you mentioned it because it's an interesting point. Because um yeah, the Lakers traded all them pieces to be where they are, and the Pelicans still had an abysmal year by all means. Yeah. That's well under five hundred and still finished in a position to threaten the Suns. Do you think the Lakers could have done any Similar job if they were fit? No. No, really? No, not with the way that team's constructed. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, Definitely so I not. think um well the matchup next for them is uh the Mavs who finally took care of the Jazz today. The Jazz mm-hmm. is abysmal. Um yeah, I think that deserves a segment in a future podcast, what the Jazz is gonna do. Um I think they're gonna to have to blow something up they're gonna to to trade one piece because that does not work postseason who are yeah. you gonna trade you reckon you, who would you get rid of um probably go bear you'd have to because he doesn't offer you anything offensive yeah what are you gonna you know all well and good to block shots and stuff but if he ain't scoring there's no point um, he was significant in their comeback this afternoon. Bogdanovich only just lost the game with an open look. If you saw, I don't know if you've seen the game or the replay or anything of that effect, but um, yeah, Bogdanovich had an open look, pump fake, got the defender in the end, jumped past him, and he had like literally probably two and a half, three seconds to take the shot. So in the NBA, all the time in the world. It and, is. Um, yeah, it is. And he took the shot. And bricked it off the iron. Mavs advance. Jazz go home. That's just, oh, it's rough. I felt sorry for him, but kind of not because I was going for the Mavs anyway. So, yeah. Um, so, like I said, the Mavs will be taking on the Suns. So that's going to be interesting. Luke is going to have to bring it in that. Um, I'm not sure what their record is against each other this year. I'm assuming that the Suns have got the better record against them. You'd assume so. Yeah. Um, But the Warriors, I do know, have not got the better record against the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies kind of had their match a few times. I think at least three out of the four games they played against each other this year. How many of those games did Clay play in? Um... Clay was back, but at the same time, Draymond was not. That was throughout Draymond's absence in the season. Mm-hmm. So, and he's a significant piece. Um, everyone else is firing. Um, it was Gary Payton Jr. who, or Gary Payton II, sorry, um, who was the one who came up clutch the other day and really was the difference in the end. Um, Got to give a huge, massive rap to uh, Nikola Jokic. What that man's done this year to keep Nuggets alive and then actually get a game off the Warriors. And they were in that game the other day. They could have won that at any point. It's a shame that they didn't. Yeah, so like I said, Nuggets went down swinging. I just want to give a bit of a shout out um, to host of the West Life podcast, uh, Josh Barnett at V8Tiger, who posted on Twitter, Proud of the Nuggets fighting against a team with $70 million more talent healthy on their roster. 2022-2023, these guys back together. Um, and he's got a picture there of Jamal Murray winning against uh, Nicole Jokic. So Jamal Murray was missing all season from his ACL injury. Yeah. He's like, um, yeah, so bring it on. Um, yeah, so good luck to him and his Nuggets next year. Um I do think they are going to be a massive threat as well. And they've also got Michael Porter Jr. coming back from his back injury. So I was going to say, you don't really know how Murray's going to respond to that ACL injury. It's easy to think he'll be all good, but you never know. Um, That is true. That is true. But he seems like he has got a very explosive game. Um, Yeah, I suppose each surgery is different and we're going to have to wait and see. But, you know, all you can do is really be optimistic. So... 
Okay, so that takes us on to well, just before we get on to the Grizzlies, I just want to have a little chat about. I know you don't like them, but we're gonna to have to have a chat anyway about the big sweep that happened over in the Eastern Conference. That think, team that we do not talk about. Okay, so what we will talk about, but is the big news item from that last game, or the big non-news item from that last game. The Aussie boy himself, Ben Simmons, choosing to be absent from the game. Have you heard the reports of what he said to the training and medical staff? No, what did he say? Okay, so I have a mental block that is antagonizing my lower back issue and I am unable to take the court. I have a mental block that's antagonizing my lower back issue. Yep. And I am unable to take the court. So, um, interesting. I kind of defended him at first, saying, like, I don't think it was reasonable for the Nets to expect him to contribute anything to that team or be able to guard Tatum or Brown in the state he was in with them back issues and yeah, like his mental state in that sense as well. So yeah, mate. I'm sorry. I think no. the criticism that he's copying is extreme. I get it. It's his job. I get, he gets paid millions of dollars to do this stuff, but the guy hasn't played basketball all year. And then you expect him to contribute to the team in a major way in an elimination game in the last Hang game on. of the year, possibly last Hang game on. of the year. Hang on. If Ben had played, that would have given him an option. He's a great defender. He's got the size, he's got the length, and he's got the quickness. Yep. Right? Laterally, like the man is quick, he's athletic. One of the best. He's like, he's a great defender. Him refusing to play got rid of the option of them being able to play small ball center. He could have lined up at center with him and KD switching in those positions. And, and that would was, have made a difference. And it was Blake Griffin who probably essentially played the role that they kind of needed him to play in the end. Yeah, but think about it from a ball handling perspective, a court vision perspective, yeah. speed, aggression, athleticism, all the what things he would have that added. he needed. Exactly. He wouldn't have needed to be fully fit. Blake Griffin was thinking threes, but... I know, but look, at the end of the day, you've got two pure scorers on that team. Two guys who can shoot the three ball as well as anyone else in the league almost. That's an overstatement. I'm reaching there. But, yeah, I I just think if Ben had played, it would have made a big difference. Massive difference. Yeah, but I'm not sold on that. I'm still not sold on that. But yeah, I, I get your point. I get a lot of people's point about why they'd be annoyed with him. And then I heard that reason as to why he didn't play. And I'm like, oh, it's really hard yeah. to defend you now, dude. You can't but defend that. Bro. It's really hard. Yeah, it's like, it's an obvious cop-out. It's an obvious, I don't even respect this team enough to play for him and try and win this game. Like, I'm just going to take my money. Because I'm here, I'm trying, but I'm injured, so you still got to pay me. Like, it's just stupid. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. Like he's fleeced two organizations. I don't think he wants to be there. I think he wants to get traded in the off season. And with oh, the way he's, he's carrying on, he probably will get traded. But who, who would take? He's got. He has no value. No. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a strange thing. Uh, What's the last game of basketball that boy played? The game that he freaking like passed up that um, open layups, open dunks, everything. He would not yeah. do anything. He refused to um, play basketball, basically. Yeah. So you have that as the last image of anyone has of that man playing basketball. And then he missed the majority of the season because he banged his knee on a coffee table or something stupid like that, didn't he? At one point yeah. in time was one reason I heard he wasn't playing. I don't know, man. And then to turn around and say my mental block is aggravating my back, come on. He does have history of back issues, but um, the other year when the bubble happened, um, he did have a back injury that would have most likely 
um, ruled him out for the entirety of the rest of the season if COVID didn't happen. But um, okay, but they have some of the best physios and sports science people in the world. Yeah, of course they do. But he's not like I don't think he's. Well, it's quite obvious that Ben Simmons hasn't got that edge. He he wouldn't be there four o'clock in the morning like Jimmy Butler friggin'. He's too timid of a bloke. He's too kind of like pampered and. <laughs> Anyhow, that's the nicest way, I suppose. Politically correct way to say it. Is the Grizzlies in the Timberwolves series. So they have a game tomorrow. The Grizzlies are up 3-2 in the series after John Morant went nuclear um, the other day. Dude. That's an understatement. What the fuck, bro? But that was nuts. That's the only way to describe what I witnessed the other day. He just went absolutely nuclear. It was outrageous. That dunk was yeah. stupid. Stupid. He's gone absolutely apeshit. Oh, my God. It was... I'm just thinking of it right now. It's just crazy. And if that wasn't enough... If you have you seen, I don't know, the slow motion angle. I think it's on the floor in the left hand corner where you can see what he's actually had to do to complete that layup in um in the dying seconds of the game to win the game. Yeah. Bro, that's oh I'll have to layer it over. It is absolutely spectacular, man. But that shot is blocked, perfectly blocked, and he's just like, no, it's not. And mate, it's the, the timing, the grace, dude, I, I can't even, he, it even looked silk. You know what I mean? It wasn't just one of them four shots. Yep. It was just like, the guy is just on another level right now. Has any player had this big of an impact, like, since Magic? Oh, mate, this young in their career? He's no longer a rookie. Like, I know that. But who's the second year or third year then who's done this? Well, Magic did as a rookie, didn't he? Where he came and lined up at center. He did. He, did. he had to Michael replace Jordan. Kareem. Yeah, Michael Jordan, like, owned, like, he was ridiculously good up until he broke his foot or something, wasn't it? In his rookie year? Um, it was his second year when he broke his foot. So, what, he didn't... I thought he got injured in his rookie year as well. Or am I wrong? No, he completed his rookie year and was rookie of the year. Um, they got to the finals and got beaten in the first round. Second year round, they got the Celtics. So, and that's so, the year that Jordan had to sit out the majority of the year with a foot injury, and Kraus was trying to make it that they finished in a better lottery spot so he could get some more talent to throw along Jordan. And Jordan yeah. was like, "No, man, I'm here, and we're trying to win." So, Kraus put a thr- like a thirteen minute limit game restriction and didn't he just go absolutely ape shit in that 30 for minutes the, for the 13 minutes yeah like i was saying the nets got swept by the celtics that was pretty brutal so the celtics are now playing the bucks in the next round that's going to be an interesting matchup um Ime Adagu, uh and dagu is going to go down in history and in the annals of nba history for the defensive patterns that he put on KD, so he just swarmed him, man. There's double team and triple teamed. If anyone says that like Jason Tatum shut down KD, they're lying. He he did at times, and he was pretty good on him periodically. But that took a village to guard KD, and they did amazingly. Like they all had to do their job, and yeah. And Kyrie, they kind of like they guarded him well, except one point of the series. It was in the last game. Marcus Smart a abandoned Kyrie to go double team KD wide open on the perimeter That's in the last two minutes of the fourth period and as soon as he got the ball in his hand he's just like didn't hesitate man just boom money money you know what I mean it's just like and the the commentary was dumbfounded on Marcus Smart's defensive decision to do that they're like how did defensive player of the year make that decision like it was a pinnacle moment too, because I think it actually cut the lead to one point. 
But so um, but uh, Brown end up kicking out and getting to four, and then yeah, it's all over. So, Irene, got a question for you though. Yep. Been uh, meaning to ask you this for a couple of days now. What does this mean for Katie's legacy? I know. Well, well, not making the playoffs at all affect LeBron's legacy. Not twenty years into his career, no. Well, KD's 12 years into his career and he just got, like, knocked out in the first round. But, you know. Listen, I think there's more reasons for the Nets losing. Like, they've actually got reasons. They've got outs. Where I think the 76ers didn't have any outs. And if they'd lost his first series to the Raptors, that would have been rough. But um, now it's going to be rough for him trying to get through the heat. That's the other matchup that's coming up, so... I just don't know, man. Like I sit there and I look at KD and I'm thinking the roster that they had wasn't that bad. Um, Goran Drogic played really well. Um, I think in the end, the issue was that KD and Kyrie actually weren't shooting that well on the night and they should have deferred a lot of the, a lot of the shots in the fourth quarter. Um, they hit some clutch shots, don't get me wrong, but there was many shots that they did miss and yeah, Drogic actually okay. had a hot hand for a bit. Seth Curry had a hot hand that night. So the show probably should have deferred to them a bit more. But at the same time, you can't be too small at that point. of the, Like, they went so small, man. They had three point guard-sized players on the floor at once. So they played real, real small ball, dude. They had Paddy Mills, <laughs> Seth Curry, and Goran Drogic on the floor. Then they subbed in Kyrie for Drogic. Then, like... Dude, no one's over six foot three on that friggin' from in the first three guard friggin' lineup. It's yeah, pretty wild. So, but that's where you're looking for shooting, isn't it? Like literally, you're literally looking for shooting. You are, but this is why you're getting shut down too, because they were getting blocked and steals and everything was happening because of the length that the Celtics have. The Celtics are a ridiculous team, man. I don't know. I know you hate to admit it, and I know how much you don't really like them, but. Man, you gotta you gotta give him props and acknowledge what their coach is doing with what he's got, man. He's actually like I can't like everyone's gone, oh, I can't believe that Jason Totem and friggin' Brown. People were talking about trading one of them the like less than twelve months ago at the start of the year. And she's like, Well, I can't because they were absolute trash together. Yeah, okay? it wasn't well that it wasn't at all, man. And people are acting like Oh yeah, you're real idiots. It's like, bitch, please, you were fucking saying it too. Like, it's not like everyone wasn't saying it, and there wasn't good enough reason to say it. But Emir Daku, he's unlocked it. He's managed to turn this thing into a viable freaking, not just viable. They're dead set. Like, do you know their favourites to beat the Bucks? I had a look at the odds the other day, and in game one, they're actually favourites to beat the Bucks. So that's the case. If, if you're going to bet on the Bucks, I'm going to be betting on the Celtic, Ben. I've seen your uh, run with the betting market at the moment, bro. Oh, settle down, settle down. But um, <laughs> I've had some wins in there. I'm just kind of like, I only show you my disappointment. Like, how close is this motherfucker? Um, yeah, but <laughs> before we move on, um, we'll just give it a brief little stint. I know we've been, you've been avoiding it, but yeah. I'm good at the Bucks Tigers, eh? Yeah, yeah, we will get to that. We will. But um, why? Man, Jamarant. The playoffs. Have, he can. He can. But yeah. Why the playoffs have been in full swing? And just prior to that, like I mentioned before, um, mm-hmm. Frank Vogel was formally released by the Lakers before after, he was formally released. After he was informally released by the Lakers through the media before the final game of the year. Um, I don't know how you think about it. I'm sure you're going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, it was inevitable anyway. Everyone knew it. It was world's worst kept secret, but it's poor form, dude. Like, surely. Don't, don't get me wrong, bro. Like, everyone, everyone knew it was going to happen eventually. Who's it on? Is it on the front office for being so, um, what's the word? Yes. Or yes. they're being prompt in their delivery to their, press release right with their press release when that's not really their fault 
No, if they mate, asked Woj, I'm sure there would have been, listen, I'm sure there would have been a caveat there asking Woj, because it was Woj who dumped it with a Woj bomb. I'm sure there would have been a caveat, can you at least wait until after the game, Woj? And Woj's just like, because funny thing is, Woj has been getting a bit smashed this year by Shams. Shams absolutely obliterated him in the early trade market, um, po- in preseason and postseason. So, like, yeah, some interesting things have been happening, man. Yeah. But that's because Woj usually doesn't post rumor or conjecture. Like, he waits until it's 100% locked in and guaranteed that that's what's happening. And that's why everyone Shh. believes what. Tell me um, one. Tell me something Shams has posted this year that's been wrong. I'm not saying that there is, but yeah, well, there isn't. I'm just saying that's Woj. That's that's yeah. him. He's a bit more thorough. Um, you're saying, but I think, yeah, I, th- I just it's think all about that- your sources though and your connections. And if people aren't loving Woj, they're not going to talk to him. Shams is fresher, I suppose. Shams but, uh, actually like was a bit too eager for the start of the year, and one of his tweets was one of the tweets that got the Bulls fine for tampering with Alonzo Ball. That's one of the worst bloody rules ever. Anyway, back to the Lakers. So what do you think about Frank Vogel's sacking, man? I'm sure you're actually relieved by it. I am. It should have happened earlier. Yeah. Um, how long have I been asking for him to be sacked? I don't even remember. When Quite did I first let you? Quite a while. Um, yeah, he should have been let go ages ago. Um, but at the same time, it's a bit of a poison chalice. We don't have the talent on the roster. So you get your new coach in and he inherits an absolute clusterfuck. What's the point? Well, that's what they're going to get anyway. So who would you like to see come in? Have you seen who's been touted? Um, what's his name? The... College coach, what's his name? I can't. He's playing the NBA. What's his name again? The Michigan uh, coach has been touted. Juwan Howard? I think it might be. I think Juwan Howard might be one of them. Another person that I heard was Mark Jackson. Oh, God, no. Yes. God, no. So, you see, that of... guy's claim to fame is the fact that he got the Warriors playing Warrior basketball, all this other jazz. It wasn't successful under his stewardship, was it? Um, I don't know. Yeah, so... His comments me as well. All I think about is, because there's been a lot of talk of swapping coaches, um, you know, with the team I follow in the NRL, and I'm always nervous about, well, what's available out there? Because... It's sometimes better to have the devil you know than the devil you don't know. But yeah, you know, but when you've had two out of three awful seasons under the one coach, and I still think Vogel was set up to fail with that roster. But you know, you, you get a defensive coach who doesn't have defensive players. It feels pretty nasty, like a setup. But yeah. it's just me. That's just how I feel. Anywho, you know um, what? I reckon Palinka needs to roll. Palinka, he needs yeah. to own it. He does. Yeah, I think so. You know, the, um, the word is that Anthony Davis and LeBron James are copying the blame from the front office for the construction of last season's roster. Your superstar players can have input in your rosters. But at the end of the day, the responsibility for putting it together lies with your front office. Well, that's and your what coach. my thought is. If, if they're actually openly admitting that it was their fault, then they're admitting the culpability of allowing players to have that much input and decision into the decision-making of the roster, which is like, then what are you doing? What, what job are you actually doing if LeBron and Anthony James are like... Yeah, I just think players should step out of the way and let the GMs do the jobs that they're hired for. And if they don't like it, guess what? You can go to another team, find a better GM to do the job that you want them to do. I don't know. My my thought process with it, bro, is that your coaching and your scouting staff, your your scouting staff and your um, 
all those guys who look at all your advanced stats and all that other shit, they've formulated fine players. And it then becomes a thing between your scouting, your coaching, and your head office. They're the ones who need to conduct a team. Yeah. That's why it's really refreshing with the Bulls front office at the moment. I think they've done a really good job. Um, They're still building, obviously. This was just the first year. Um, They kind of exceeded expectations early. That's why kind of people are disappointed at the moment. But if you told me at the the start of the year that the Bulls would finish sixth, they'd face the Bucks in the first round, and they'd at least get one game on them at home. You'd have snatched me hands, eh? Dude, I'd be like, um, fuck, man, I'll take that. You know what I mean? After the last five years of not even making the playoffs, I will effing take that. Okay, so we've been away for a few weeks. Two rounds have passed us by in the NRL. Uh, we're not going to go through every game, but I will get my tips up on my screen just to have a quick gander at them. We're actually, while we're recording, we've just gone through, it's Friday night. Um, we've just had two games played, but we're going to take it back two weeks ago to round six. So... We had some interesting games played that weekend, um, or that round anyway, starts on Thursday, as we all know. So the Faders, they <laughs> started the Thursday night off with um, going down to the Cowboys, and the Cowboys have actually been pretty solid this year, man. Um, they're going to be an interesting team to watch. They're actually paying $3.25 against Parramatta this week, and yeah, in a moment, talk about what I think about Parramatta. But yeah, I think they're pretty good odds for that kind of, for that team. Um, yeah, there wasn't too many other really big upsets that round. Um, mainly dispense of the Titans. The Titans have been atrocious, except earlier on tonight, they actually played really well against um, Penrith in the first half. So yeah, but everything got on top of them like it always does when you play against Penrith. Um, you know what, though? They were matching him as he said in that first half. Yeah, they were. They really were. They were playing really well. It was a good game of footy, that. Yeah. Um, the Dragons, dispense of the Knights. Uh, the Dragons have been an interesting team lately. They actually played really well last weekend, which we'll get to in a moment. And for the Monday night game, the Tigers took on the Parramatta Eels and what everyone thought would be an absolute trouncing turned into the shock of the round. And the Tigers got their first win of the year, my friend. <laughs> I can't even tell you how freaking good it was. Oh, there's two moments of the game that um, really stood out to me. And it was the emergence of Dane Laurie again as a solid fullback. Um, he chased a perfectly timed run chase on a Jackson Hastings bomb and Gutherson took the catch probably about a metre, metre and a half just outside his try line. Dane Laurie came screaming through, absolutely smashed him back into the end goal, then got up and gave him what for and told him what he thought about him, dude. It was brilliant, dude. Um, And also the final clutch Second of the game, the Jackson Hastings field goal itself. That was, dude, it was pure. What can I say? It was a good moment for me. It was a good moment. It had been a rough, rough week, that one, as you know. Um, So, yeah, it was really, really good to get a Tigers win. Um, That takes us off to last weekend. Round seven. So, Um, I actually had a pretty good round last weekend. I was looking at getting a perfect round. Um. No one else in the tipping comp did because no one else tipped the Tigers, which 
unfortunately, the previous weekend, I did not. I didn't tip the Tigers on tipping when they got when they um, beat Parramatta. And I'll never oh, forgive really? myself for that. Yeah, never forgive myself. Um, I was sick of getting beaten. They let me down so bad the weekend before versus in Cronulla that I'm like, fuck you guys. You know? Five rounds, you tipped them against teams you had no chance beating. If you told me they could have beaten Parramatta, if I told you they had a chance of beating Parramatta before that game, would you have told me I was an idiot? No. No? Okay. That's the Eels. That's the Eels for you, though. Okay. I don't think they've been that bad this year at all. Um, no, but not yeah. this year, but every single mate that you... Yeah, anyway. Yeah, but they came out in revenge last weekend, and I feel sorry for um, Newcastle. They only scored two measly points. And the Eels ran absolute riot, scoring 39 points against them. They even um, kicked a field goal just to rub it in. That's a bit rough. Isn't it bad that um, ever since they offered Kalen that contract, they've been absolutely garbage? Oh, it's just kind of standard, isn't it? That like players get comfortable once they get big money contracts. Like, I don't know, it proves you're right as a player. A lot of them do, man. The majority of players are... The vast majority of them do it in my mind. Like I can't see many that don't. Like because they start okay. thinking about preserving their body to get their pay packet. Because something's got to be written into there that they're um into their contract that they're probably going to be paid on yeah. number of matches played and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, well, we've got to get value out of you for this bigger contract. So you're gonna only get this money if XYZ. Maybe I'm sure it's that just... like availability like... would be high on that. But there'd be bonuses built into it. You know what I mean? Like the full contract yeah. would only be available if, yeah, KPIs are met. All right. And he ain't making them KPIs at the moment. Yeah, but the KPIs might be watered down. So his dad was in charge of the contract negotiations. And they've been talking about on this 360 that he's like trying to be a bit of a celebrity in the whole situation. But I'm not too He's sure. not even registered as a player agent, is he? Um, I'm not too sure, but he's allowed to operate as a direct family member of a player there's like yeah there's guidelines that allow that kind of stuff to happen um but i'm sure he would have watered down kpis to just be like how many games he plays in a season i'm sure there'd be like origin like rep things in there yeah if if he gets rep selection then he gets a bonus because that's good for their team I don't know, just little things like that, things that are easily achievable without, you know, wrecking the body. Um, yeah. Yeah, because to play a good game and play the best game, you've got to play a little bit with rec- a little bit with um, reckless abandon, you know what I mean? So have a bit of a crack and, I don't know. I was going to say... Callum Ponger's a good player, but, man, I'm sure he'll get through it and he'll come good. He comes good around origin time and then continues that form through. But, I don't know, he's, he's kind of been a bit like gay, gay guy. Gay guy has been good for them at the start of the year, but he's kind of, like, turned into his, like... He must have accidentally had his, had his, had his origin switch on his back. And that's like Ponger too, man. He plays in club form and then he, like, elevates for origin. I was going to say... Then he gets injured and doesn't play for the rest of the year. <laughs> Until Origin too. Yeah. So Newcastle, do you think it's the whole Barnett thing as well? I don't know. Think about it. That's the last game they played well. Yeah, I know. They rallied around each other to try and get through that game as well, and then it just kind of slipped off from there. Hmm. I don't know, so if, the, if, I don't know if the Ponga stuff's been distracting. It shouldn't have been, but... um, It doesn't impact anyone else, though. I know it's annoying, but dude, when everyone's talking about this dude getting all this money and you know you're only on 300,000 a year or 250 or 400 or whatever. And not mates pulling in a milli. Almost doing yeah. fuck all for the team. But the big news from last week for me is the Tigers got two in a row. And it was Luke Brooks that came up clutch this time and sunk the dagger. And um, yeah, there have been all the talk this week, the Tigers. Not negative See, talk either. Are you um, ready for the uh, shellac and you're going to cop this week then? Uh, I don't know. Um, talking about this weekend, the Tigers are taking, they are the Sunday four o'clock game where they're playing against the Dragons. Now, the Dragons last week were the only team that I did not pick, so they ruined my perfect round with tipping. Um, that was quite annoying. The Roosters couldn't even get up and beat them. Um 
Yeah, I've tipped the Roosters again this week, but because they're playing the Bulldogs, and you'd have to be silly not to tip them against the Bulldogs. But who knows? That big spray from Gus Gould midweek might help <laughs> elevate to the level of a first-grade team. I highly doubt it, but um, that was just so fucking stupid. Anyhow. An executive should be stepping down and spraying the team like that mm. and taking coaching session as well. Like, Dude. <clears throat> yeah, so the Tigers are playing um, the Dragons this week. Uh, it's going to be an interesting game, I think. I think it's going to be the best test the Tigers have had this year because no one expected them to beat Parramatta. No one expected them to beat uh, South, but um, mm. I don't know if you're a Tigers fan and you look at the calendar each year when they're playing St. George, you're like, well, well, that's a winnable game. So I don't know. Um, we'll have to see because they're in pretty good form at the moment. We're playing a few or at least one ex-player of ours at the moment um, who's in actually really good form, fullback for the Dragons in Moses Mbai. So yeah, we'll see how that game pans out. Um, I'm actually fairly confident in the Tigers. Um, if you've seen the stats from last week, it was actually really surprising how well the Tigers played. And that game that was that close? Um, 23-20 or something, wasn't it? 23-22, Tigers way. Yeah, but the Tigers completed 96% or something to that effect. At 40, 43 of their 45 possessions. Wow. Yeah, and what that was is South defended really well in the back half of the first half. I don't know if you ever if you watched the game at all, but I Jackson Hastings had that ball on a string, and South had to throw everything and the kitchen sink at the Tigers to prevent them from crossing the line several times at the back end of the first half, and they were clinical the Tigers. Um, South got back into the game because they're a quality team and that's why the score was tight in the end. Um, but Tigers were pretty strong defensively as well. They've jumped into 13th place. Woohoo. No longer last. Look out. Number nine, we're coming for you. Um, yeah, so this weekend the Tigers are the Sunday game. They're playing against the Informed Dragons. It's going to be an interesting game. Um... I feel sorry for the Knights. It's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. How yeah. many points are they going to put on them? Um, Think about it, bro. They put 70 on um, the Warriors. I know. What do you reckon? 50? Oh, at least. Anyone who plays the Storm, it seems, at least has to cop 40 points. And if you're in the lower echelon of the, of the league, like in the bottom, I suppose any bottom eight team, really. I was going to be generous to the um, 9, 10, and 11 team, but no, nah, not even them. I don't think they'd, they'd even be safe from a 50-point flogging from the Storm. Yeah, every single one of them can get it. Okay, so that does it for the week. Um, next week is episode 32. We're actually going to have a bit of a chat uh, about the Newcastle Knights. So I've invited um, one of the hosts of Bay 53 in Newcastle night's podcast on to have a chat with us oh, i really hope that he's going to be all right after they play the storm <laughs> this week <laughs> um the reason i'm inviting him on to talk about the knights is because um my friend luke ballard who passed a few years ago um knights were his favorite team he loved footy cards and he loved the knights um yeah so yeah i'm gonna get on episode 32, we get it Bay 53 on to have a bit of a chat with us about how the Knights are going this year. We all really kind of know, but, you know, it's good to get an expert on to have a they're chat not, with us anyway. 16. They're not 16. They're not. They're not. They're not. They're not. You never know after this weekend, but it's going to get rough. So... <laughs> all right, the dogs are going to get pumped again anyway, so... You'd assume so. You'd assume so. I guess the Chookies, they'll get, they'll get pumped. They're probs. Yeah, can you imagine? Can you imagine the quality game when the dogs play the Knights? Oh, mate, that's gonna be. Oh, that's. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm not watching that game. The Tigers could go south any minute, any minute now, and that could be just as rough of a game to watch too. So I'm not going to be 
throwing any shade at any team's direction at the moment till we um get a couple more wins under our belt. So, yeah, throwing stones in glass houses, bro, is not something I like to do. So, yeah, like I said, that wraps us up. Um, see you next week. All right. See you later, bro. See you, bro. Okay, so go the Tigers. Um, sorry, Bulls. Better luck next year. Better luck next year, Lakers as well. Um, no. Good luck, Frank Vogel, in whatever further pursuits you have. And, yeah, if you're still with us, remember to give our podcast a good rating and share it on the socials. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, remember to subscribe to our channel and to hit the like, like our button. videos. Oh, yeah, like that video. Smash that like button. Smash that like button. Also, um, to get notifications regularly, about uh, any other videos that I've been doing. I've been doing some daily uh, recaps of the playoffs and also doing some 2K videos. We've got to get that 2K video done as well, my friend. Um, uh, my controller, bro. Oh, you're a sook. Okay. Um, he's full-on ducking. He is full-blown ducking. Um, <laughs> okay. And also, hit that bell button so you get any notifications. Okay, too easy. So... We'll see you next time. Bye.